35 heading south to Laredo. About to pick us some pounds so we can make us some queso. No luggage in the trunk, just me and Saki. Headed back down to Texas, now we serving these beans. What's up and welcome to the I-35 Sports Connection. It's Mila. And your boy, AAA. And we've got a lot of sports to talk about today with the Rangers, the Royals, the Stars, the Mavs. Everybody's in action. College. NFL is practicing. Training camp is going on. Also got teams announcing who's in, who's out. As far as like, you know, are we going to have fans? Are we going to have no fans? We've got like capacity limits for everybody. And we've got three conferences aligning and two conferences aligning. So far. So far, indeed. So what do you want to start with? Um, I guess let's go ahead with the boring stuff, the Rangers and the Royals. Well, you say boring, but like they're proving to not be dead yet. <sighs> so like we started the season with them both struggling, right? And thinking, uh, oh my God, are we going to even make the playoffs? I, I mean, you know, Rugi still sucks, but... <laughs> We've actually got like some playoff hopes, especially on the Rangers side right well, now. The last time we talked, we were half a game back, so yes, that helps. Yes, that does help. But now you're basically still half a game back, but tied on the loss column. Okay, and so like the top two seeds get in in every in in every division. So you've got that for going for you, and then actually the top two third place teams get in. So technically, if the season ended today, the Rangers are in. That's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Also, the Royals were like a million games back, and now only a couple games back <laughs> on the wild card. A hundred games back. <laughs> hey, when we talked like two weeks ago, the Royals had three wins. They're That's up to true. nine. They're oh. up to nine, so they've tripled it. Exponential growth there. Yeah, from three and nine to like nine and 13, so not too bad right there. And it, it's a lot of like Dozer coming back in the lineup, so the hitting's mm-hmm. starting to come mm-hmm. back. You know, we, we found a standout closer. You know, Ian Kennedy still sucks, but hey, you know, we expect that from him. <laughs> the The young guns are pitching tremendous with, with, with Bubik and, and, and Singer going at it. So there's a guy named Bubik. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. I, okay. I mean, I, I, it's a very hard name to pronounce. I don't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing Boobing. it. <laughs> yeah, but a single A kid, he's playing very well. So a lot of like these things that point to the Royals being great in 2022. Would you say he's playing his boobics off? I would say he's playing his boobics <laughs> off. Yeah, so a lot of these things that, you know, you kind of point to the Royals, you know, being that team for 2022 are kind of showing out early because we've called some guys up earlier than than projected. So the Royals are looking good. The, the Rangers are finally sitting Rugnando Door for a couple yes, games. So. I did see that. I think that that's definitely warranted. Now, is there some type of correlation here with Rugi sitting a couple games and the Rangers being a potential playoff team right now? Um, yes. Yes. All point, all signs point that way. Yes. And just so happens, you know, Rugi out of the lineup, Lance Lynn actually gets a little bit of offensive help. The pitchers are starting to get some offensive help. Yep. The, the Rangers are no longer scoring two runs a game. They're actually hitting some runs now. Yeah. So it's exciting stuff. We will see what happens. But I can tell you it's not as exciting as what's happening with the Stars. Oh, my God. What a game. Yeah. Did they actually score first for once? They did. And you know what? Whenever they score first, it usually sets the tone of the rest of the game. Yeah. I mean, I remember like but, all whew. two games where they really scored first. Yeah. They really set oh, the tone. man. It was a really late game, so I fell asleep at one point. But I woke up at literally the exact 
perfect moment. That goal to tie it, I was like, holy crap. How did that happen? Yeah, with 12 seconds left on the clock. It was insane. That stuff never happens. And this was big, too, because Calgary was up 2-1 mm-hmm. on the series. This would have been 3-1. Yeah. I mean, we, we definitely should have never even let it get that close. We came out the gate playing great, and... You know, that defense just needs to be worked on a lot. Yeah, and so let's let's talk about that, right? So the Stars actually had two goals on power mm-hmm. plays, which is huge. So it's because their power perfect. play offense has been dreadful. But they also have given up a lot of shorthanded yeah, I goals. I know, it's like, guys, come on, what the heck? Yeah, so like you're doing great power play offense and terrible power play defense. Yeah. And the reason I, I don't say, you know, power play killing or anything like that is because like it's your power play. So like your defense on that power play, you're giving up shorthanded goals. Mm-hmm, for sure. And like on... In hockey, you know, you, you kind of want to set up like imagine it like a basketball court, right? You got mm-hmm. that square where the free throw lines at. So you got sure. those people on each corner. You got the guy in the middle. You're obstructing that view of the goalie, trying to create an angle, trying to create a cross or a pass to get a nice goal. But for some reason, those last two guys are not keeping the yes. puck in. It's like they're not playing their zone. Exactly, right? They're yeah. not playing the zone. And so the pucks are getting out causing these shorthanded runs and like it's really killing it and killed him in this game too but luckily holy crap man that overtime just watching it my heart was in my mouth the whole time I went from like hey I fell asleep in the beginning of the third period to oh I'm awake and now I can't go to sleep till 1 p.m. yeah and it makes you think like they were able to do this in I haven't really seen Sagan show up in this series yet yeah, so I'm happy. I'm hoping that he decides to come to play tomorrow. Yeah, because this is this is supposed to be him and Jamie's team, right? Uh-huh. Jamie, Ben, and Sagan are supposed to be yep. the guys, and right now they're not they're not holding their weight. So it makes you wonder at what point are those two guys going to finally take over? Yeah, it's crazy though. Like I was watching that um, the shot clock just basically every time they tried, I think they were somewhere up in the fifties. They maybe they ended up in the sixties, but I was like, holy shit, this is really holding true to you miss a hundred percent the shots you don't take yeah and a lot of these Wayne Gretzky Michael Scott (laughs) I gotta say Michael Scott and and a lot of those shots that they took were slightly off just slightly off Uh, either you know not putting it where mama keeps the cookies in the top shelf you know what I mean (laughs) where's mama keep the cookies top shelf you know you you get the you get the cross that you need and you're in it directly into the goalie off the guy's arm right into his glove they were always like a foot off just a little bit off and and like they were taking the right shot but they weren't necessarily executing Mm -hmm. a lot of like sloppy hockey going on during that game but luckily they pulled it out series is back at 2-2 and remember this is the team you wanted to play you wanted to play Calgary so you better take this series and you better go on a run here and whenever you get these type of overtime wins this is something that usually can spur Mm -hmm. a run so hopefully this leads to something absolutely yeah and then we you know we can roll we we're gonna end the show with another Dallas team in the playoffs super exciting to say yeah never happens usually we roll out the show on on Sundays but we're we're rolling it out today on a Monday so we can watch our Dallas and Mavs and right now we're watching the game and uh mm-hmm. it's a 71 66 Mavs and we'll talk about this game a little bit but let's say the chef is cooking mm-hmm. and Luca is dominating yep uh, yeah, and you can't you can't go without mentioning Steph Curry either. Yeah, Seth Curry. Gosh, I always do that. Well, I mean, I said the chef is cooking. Let's be real now. But let's but, talk, all right, all right. Let's go into college. Let's go into college. So, Pac twelve out, mm-hmm. Big Ten out. out. 
ACC in, Big 12 in, and SEC in. Yes, and for now. <laughs> for now. And hashtag Notre Dame in with the ACC. Yeah. You know, it's it's a really weird situation when the NCAA doctor is like, mm, I don't think so, guys. And everybody else is like, no, no, I do think so. Yeah, it, it's really interesting because right now Big 12 released their schedule last week. SEC mm-hmm. released it this week. And it is an abbreviated schedule, so at least there's that. But Now, here comes the interesting point and the interesting factor. And it, it really, we're going to, I know we usually cover Big 12 teams, but I want to talk about an ACC team. Mm-hmm. So let's look at North Carolina. Okay. Class has started. Already wah, classes are canceled. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. No that more was in, so short-lived. No more in-person classes God, at North Carolina. Do you know how Carolina. annoying it would be if you were an out-of-state student and you spent all your time moving there yeah. only to have everything canceled so you have to move back? Ugh. God. Well, I, what if you drove all the way there? And yeah, that's what I'm saying. All the way back. Yeah, what if you came from like Alaska or something? I mean, so, I think you would fly, but who knows? Yeah, so classes canceled. Everybody's being sent home. They're working with the... the uh, what was it? Out of town students to send them home. Man. And this is, this is where we get into that interesting dilemma here. And by the way, I, I want there to be football. I'm not being negative. I want there to be football, but, but you have to be realistic too. But, but here's the interesting factor. If you are calling these football players, student athletes, mm-hmm. and you are sending all your students home. Is it really a student athlete at that point? Exactly. Say what it is. Now, either you want the money and they're an athlete, mm-hmm. so you need to start paying them. I'm just going to put it out here that there might be a slight, small conspiracy here. This is the first year the athletes would have gotten paid. And what happens? Football is potentially canceled. Sports are potentially canceled. Hmm. Seems a little fishy, no? Yeah. <laughs> there's there's something there. You're the resident conspiracy theorist. There's the, something there. I just haven't figured it out yet. I mean, the first one I want to pay athletes. The first one I want to pay athletes was California, and they're the first mm-hmm. ones who canceled. Yep. Who See? But, it, but anyway, if they're a student athlete and you're sending all your students home, then why are you still playing football? And yeah. if you're saying it, it's because the university needs the money, that's fine. But, but then be is up that front. fine? Well, it's fine if you want to be upfront about it. Just be upfront about it and pay the athletes that yeah. are there. Oh, because man. if you're saying they're a student athlete. Yeah, but if your school is making that much money off of football, ooh. Is it really a school at that point? I don't know. It's a glorified sports team. It's not. With it's, a side hustle. There's something that's not run right. Right. And the only benefit that this might have is that it might finally kill the NCAA and we might get something better. Hmm. Interesting. Because right now... God, it's going to be horrible to be in that office right now. They're, they're a chicken with their head cut off, and yeah. they don't know what they're doing. I do want football back, but I also want what's best for the student-athletes, because the last thing you want to see is a fellow student-athlete die or contract you know, COVID and have it just in their possible like sports career. That's sad. Yeah, and we should also point out that just because the Big 12, the, the SEC... And the ACC are saying there will be football doesn't mean it's guaranteed. Yeah. The the head of Alabama just go just said, hey, if you want football, wear your mask. And it's not working out too great for them right now. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, they've all had cases already mm, pop up. Jeez. So you begin that. to start to worry about these things. Are we actually going to have it? We have season tickets. We want there to be K-State football. Yeah. We're planning September 12th to go up there. But 
when you have a university like North Carolina, and I don't think they're going to be the only ones that already have an outbreak happen and send everybody home, right? It sets a bad precedent on, on what's exactly. going to happen coming, you know, going I mean, into the future. That's really horrible as a student athlete too. Like if you are legitimately concerned, like you have some sort of underlying health issue. But, you know, if you don't play, you won't have people looking at you. That also sucks to a certain degree. Absolutely. And, you know, I I think Joe Burrow, you know, said it best. He said, hey, if it wasn't for this past season, I would probably be trying to find a business job. I want to be the first round pick in the NFL draft. Yeah, Because he was not on anybody's radar going into the season. And you also have to think about this, too. Just because North Carolina is sending their kids home doesn't mean their problem's fixed. They're sending their dorm, their fraternity, their sorority Oof. students home. That doesn't mean if you have an apartment there, if you have a renting a house there, you're going That's home. True. The bars will still be packed. The restaurants will still be packed. And now you are trusting... <laughs> oh my God, wait a second. Yep, and now you Hold are trusting up. student athletes oh who geez. have notoriety on campus, who have women oh throw man. themselves on campus at them, who have everybody want to get a taste of their lifestyle and you are trusting them to do the right thing, to pledge, to be the right way. I'll be honest, if this was me in this situation, I'd be messing around everywhere. I mean, I have, so you say I have online classes, bet. That means I can sleep and I never have to get ready, bet. I can go to parties, double bet. So... Now you're trusting the student athletes to still be good on top of this? Yeah, that's ooh, it's going to be interesting. And then is there a national championship game? How does that work? Right now it's up in the is air. Is that even fair? I mean, Nick Saban said it's fair. I, I personally, I think it's fair. If you're going to play, yeah, that you should be playing for something. I mean, otherwise, look, why play? Yeah, exactly. And, and not, not to throw shade at the Big Ten or the, the Pac-12. But let's be real. It's always one Big 12 school, an SEC school, and an ACC school in Clemson that have been in the big that have mm-hmm. been in the playoff almost every year. So yeah, that's fair. That is fair. Not shame, but I'm shame. Yeah. But, but anyway, it makes you start to worry with the North Carolina development. How how close are we going to get to football? Jerry Jones, you know, came oh, yeah. out this week. Said, yeah, he straight up said we're going to have fans and people are going to be cheering on the Cowboys. And I was like. Cool, Jerry. I'm glad you think that, and I'm glad you think the stadium is set up for that. I don't really see how, but that roof better be open. That roof better be okay, open. Okay, but like, how high up is it? Like, does that really make a difference? Yeah, the scary part is Jerry said so. he's going to put as many as he can get in there. So right now, yeah, it's, they're going to be under fifty percent because that's the and limit. he's not in Dallas County. Keep in mind, the Dallas Cowboys play in Tarrant County, which, if you know Dallas. Dallas County is very liberal. Tarrant County is not so liberal. So, you know, when Judge Clay Jenkins is like, hey, we're going to shut everything down and blah, 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 blah. That doesn't affect the Cowboys at all. It doesn't affect the Rangers either, to be honest. Yeah. So right now they're following. It does affect the Mavs. <laughs> right well, now they're... no, because they're in the bubble. So never mind. Yeah. I take so right now they're following Abbott 50, less than 50%. Right. The Rangers, however, are not selling any tickets, so they are playing outdoors, aren't selling anything. So it's going to be interesting to see if the Rangers do. The Dallas team that is having fans right now is FC Dallas. So they had their first game against Nashville, and they had fans in the stands. So it'll be interesting to watch that. And if you're a Cowboys fan or Jerry Jones, Mm -hmm. you need to watch how that develops. The Chiefs announced 22% capacity. So that's about... 22 is so random. (laughs) 22... No, like I'm not. make it twenty. You won the Super Bowl in year twenty twenty. Yeah, all I know is the second. Maybe you guys cursed twenty twenty. Uh, Everything went downhill after you guys won the Super Bowl. 
Don't put that this on us. That is kind of a good conspiracy theory. But it's it's very interesting. Wow, maybe you guys broke some sort of old curse. If and there was ever to be a year to oof. be a season ticket holder or to get the tickets, this is the year yeah. because resale market tickets are going to go through the roof. Maybe. Yeah. I, probably, but I don't know. Well, I think... Also a, a gamble. I think the NFL gets a kickback from StubHub when they sell tickets on the secondary market. Oh. So okay. they're, they're definitely going to do it. But yeah, so 22% for the Chiefs, somewhere around 45-ish for the Cowboys, I would assume. But they're, they're selling tickets. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. And mm-hmm. what happens as these college campuses start to open. K-State just started. Mm-hmm. KU just started. So it's it's going to be interesting to see. Like I am worried. I think they'll probably wait till the end of August to maybe make an official decision, but I mean, is the f- decision not official yet? You can always change your mind, but they're like- they're going forward with the games. That's official. Yeah. But if there is an outbreak, if there are more North Carolinas, I don't know if they'll mm-hmm. stick to it. Especially yeah. with the Big Ten and the Pac-12, they're they're hoping that everybody else pulls out because the SWAC, they just announced a schedule for spring football. So yeah. there are plans for spring football. Spring football might not be a bad idea, too. I mean, I'm just thinking about K-State ball, and uh, the weather might be a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> the weather would definitely be better, but yeah, yeah. there is a plan. And, Ooh, by my allergies. And like the main... The main knock on spring football is you expect kids to play, you know, two football seasons in one year. How are they supposed to get ready for the draft? But um, I would tell them, go cry about it. Wrestling is year round. Yeah. Oh, and so is football. You have spring football. Yeah. You have you have weight cry training. Cry about it. No. Yeah. It can be done and you're going to have a it re- can definitely be done. And you'll have a reduced schedule either way. So I think it can be done. It'll be interesting. Hopefully spring football happen or hopefully football happens either fall or spring. We'll see what happens or maybe there'll be two champions. Who the heck knows? Mm-hmm. But let's talk something interesting that the NBA did. Okay. So the NBA basically proved saliva testing works for COVID. And the big thing about that is... I didn't realize they were doing saliva testing. I have not heard anything about these rings, by the way. The yeah, cert- I haven't heard anything yeah. about the rings, but the NBA partnered up with Yale and to do the saliva test that basically got approved by the FDA. So it's a faster and is a cheaper test than what's going on right now. God, it's probably a lot less painful than having that rod jammed up your nose. Yeah, and this does two things. One, it lets you quarantine someone faster. So before you take a test, you wait four days... And you could come into contact with multitudes of people. But now you get the results faster. Mm -hmm. Now, you don't stop COVID, but you can stop the spread of it faster on your team. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes forward, uh, you know, depending on how long it takes for a vaccine. But you're able to control it on your team better. The bubble has opened up to family, correct? Yeah, it's opened up to family. So it'll be interesting. So speaking of the bubble, let's talk a little Mavs. So quickly... We'll, we'll go into how the playoffs are going to work. Usually it's a 2-3-2 two, two setup, but not so much this year, right? Because everybody's in the bubble. <laughs> so you're going to go... No home court advantage. <laughs> no home court advantage, no back-to-back. So it's game off, game off, game off. That's kind of nice. Okay. So you, you'll get to rest. This isn't like the NHL, which ha- will have back-to-back games, mm-hmm. as we know from the Stars and the Flames games. Yeah. So let's kind of go in chronological order here. We'll do first half recap. Okay. Then we'll go into the la- la- last half or the end of the game so we don't give everything away. So first half. Spoiler alert. No, I'm just <laughs> Yeah, no, let's okay. not do a spoiler alert. I, I've, or if you're listening, you probably know what happened. But anyway, so Mavs start off the ball or start off the game. With the lo- losing the ball oh, every gosh, horrible. 
turnovers left and right. I mm-hmm. felt like they needed the kids from the little giants who put like stick them on his hands so he could catch the ball over a lot better. I have zero idea what you're talking oh about. Oh my God, you got to watch that movie. Uh, but yeah, little so. Giants? Yeah, Little Giants, the little football one. Rick Moranis is a coach. The team sucks. Al Bundy is like the coach what? of a good team. Yeah. I what this sounds like it's actually a pretty good movie. Yeah, little giants once. beat the Cowboys in the championship game. Icebox is the girl what? running they back. They had the Giants beat the Cowboys. Now I definitely don't want to watch this <laughs> trash. Never mind. Yeah, side tangent. Anyway, uh, Mavs are very loose with the ball. Uh, I mean, turnovers left and right. It basically gives the Clippers a sixteen point lead before yeah. the Mavs start to get it together. Yikes! And this is where they go into the bench. This is where Seth Curry comes alive. Kid mm-hmm. Gilchrist comes alive. I mean, the dude hit two threes. Dude has only made like twenty seven in his whole career. Yeah. Seth is looking good. Yeah, too. he turns into the chef, starts draining threes yep. in the first. And also, like, the Mavs put in Maxi to start the game. So Maxi's doing a, a very good job on Zubak right now. And uh, yes, Zubak has scored points, but it's not when Maxi's been on him. Most of them have been like tip ins or layups off of uh, off the fast break. Hasn't necessarily been off of the half court offense with Maxi guarding him. So mm-hmm. doing really well. Luca been very aggressive going yeah. at Patrick Beverly. And he's still, he's getting beat up, but at least he's, you know, holding his own. Yeah. And he's not, the, you I think he expected it though. And, I don't want to say he's a whiner because I don't believe he is. He's wanting no, those superstar calls. No, you have calls. to do that stuff to get the calls. Yeah. But he's not doing 100%. as much of it this game. And what you're seeing is Kawhi Leonard has three fouls in the first. Patrick Beverly, three fouls in the, in the first half. And Paul George, three fouls in the first half. So he's been a, doing a very good job of attacking the defense, attacking the Spurs. And the Mavs are having very active hands. So instead of these like you know little dribble screens and, and, and passing the ball off, they're getting their hands up. A lot of deflections, a lot of fast break points mm. for the Mavs. So yeah. a lot of good stuff that you want to see. A lot of good D Yeah, for uh, the most part. Yeah, absolutely. Much improved defense that had been existing. Yes, yeah. So It's a good way to elaborate yeah. on that. Yeah, so you, you really want to see that. And hopefully the Mavs can continue this into the, the second half. But right now, mm-hmm. first half, Mavs have the lead. Everything you could have hoped for, especially after being down, you know, by 16, yeah. to go into the first half, leading, scoring 69 points, that's huge. That's, that's absolutely huge in this game. And hopefully you can continue this on because, like, you need Porzingis to come alive a little bit more. He started to come alive towards the end of the first half, but he needs his bank shot. He needs to go back to that Tim Duncan style of play, right, where he can shoot it off the glass. You want Luka to keep on attacking, and you want the role players like Hardaway to start making those shots. that he Because mm-hmm. he, Hardaway came alive in the second half of that first half. Yeah. So that was good to see. Hopefully he continues that as well. But definitely everything's going to be going through Luka to create those shots for everybody. We need them to knock it down. Yeah, so do you want to get into the second half? Yeah. The little so, bit that there is? Yeah, so let's let's talk about the third quarter in particular. Oh, gosh. Yikes. Yikes. And so we wanted Porzingis to beat Tim Duncan in the second half. Yep. And you know where he went? Where did he go? Back to the locker room Back because locker he was room. ejected. Off of a... I'm not saying that the refs and the Clippers met on Bumble and all of a sudden have an alliance, <laughs> but the refs and the Clippers met on Bumble and have an alliance because the softest... Why Bumble? Because that's the who sponsors the Clippers. Ah, okay. <laughs> that's... Okay. Yes. I should have put that two and two together. <laughs> yeah, but that's like... Fair. So Porzingis got ejected off what is a soft foul. Basically, someone shoved Luca. It was his second one, though. 
Yeah, second tag. So someone shoves Luca, Porzingis comes, they shove Porzingis, and you're and it's always is right. The second guy gets taught gets caught, the retaliation gets caught. So Porzingis gets shoved, he shoves back, he's the one who gets caught, he's ejected from the game. So Porzingis is out, and right now Luca's having to shoulder the load right now. Yeah. But I mean, we're holding it down a little bit, so yeah, Let's but see how this goes. Przingis out of the lineup means Boban comes into the lineup. So you lose that outside. Oh, I mean, Boban, but you get to keep the height. So you get to keep the height. And yes, Boban can make a three, but he's not as athletic as a Porzingis. So sure. like you can still get a three point shot if he's open, but you won't get someone to drive it to the hoop. So yeah, absolutely. It'll be interesting to see what happens. The Mavs are down going into the fourth quarter. So let's go into this fourth quarter. So Seth Curry steps up, THJ steps up big time, you know, kind of shoulder taking over for uh, taking over for Porzingis. Sorry, mm-hmm. you know, kind of sh- shouldering that scoring load. And Luca scores the most points ever in a playoff debut, but it just wasn't yeah. enough. Yeah, I mean, it, it was great to have the height with Boban, but we still just needed KP. We needed him really bad. Yeah, and, and maybe you put Beret in to get a spark, but with the size, I can kind of see why yeah. they didn't go that yeah. route. Yeah, Clippers play really hard defense, so mm. I don't know if yeah. that would have been good for JJ. And you're already out Dwight Powell, already out Willie Colley-Stein. Like, just mm-hmm. it, losing him lo- lost even more depth than you had, but... On it, the upside, we had all the confidence that we needed, which is amazing. Should have won the game. I mean, you should have won the game if Porzingis stayed in. LeBron was pissed. Dirk was pissed. <laughs> But it shows the Mavs aren't afraid of the Clippers, so yeah. we have a shot in this series. It's not going to be a sweep. Yeah, so this is going to be fun. Next time we play will be Wednesday, I believe. So yeah, and yeah, it's exciting uh, stuff. Let's end this on some good bad news. I mean, Gerald McCoy out for the year with the Cowboys, but the Cowboys did sign a pretty big guy. Yes, from the Minnesota Vikings, Everson Griffin. So yeah, that could Multiple be good. Multiple time Pro Bowler, yeah. badass defensive player, and I mean. Gerald McCoy's out, so all those defensive ends, mm-hmm. someone's going to slide down to play D-tackle. So I, I think the Cowboys are going to be just fine with that. Yeah, and um, before we head out, thanks for rocking with us. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at, at i35sportscxn. And yeah, I guess we'll see you all next week. Let's go, Mavs. And stars.